Hey, this is James H. Carr II from the Creepy Kingdom Podcast and the director of the Foolish Mortals documentary. And when I'm not making documentaries and creeping around my podcast, I'm listening to the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Thank you for downloading the latest episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Please stand clear as we pay our bills. Are you thinking about purchasing a DVC resale contract? Are you looking to rent DVC points for a future Disney vacation? In need of financing options? If so, check out the one-stop shop, which is the world of DVC companies. Their professional staff, with over 185 years of experience, will guide you through your next vacation purchase. Check them out at dvcresellmarket.com, dvcrentalstore.com, and monerofinancial.com. And tell them Mickey Dudes sent you. The world of DVC, your DVC gateway to a lifetime of magic. Venture outside your comfort zone. The rewards are worth it. Wish Upon a Cookie has evolved into a custom-baked pastry company started in New Jersey by professional chefs turned cookie tears. Their focus is to turn your magical pastry dreams into reality. They offer so much more than a few colors, shapes, and sizes. Their creations are extensions of your inspiration. You can visit them online at their new website, wishuponapastry.com, or on Instagram and Facebook at wishuponapastry. Let your imagination run wild when you wish upon a pastry. Hello, humans, and welcome to another fantastic and exciting episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host for the week, Chuck Fitzgerald, alongside two of our fantastic Mickey Dude commentators from the state of Illinois, Tim Schwaska. I had more people come to my Super Bowl party than the Rams had come to their Super Bowl celebration. So three? We tripled the attendance. I had nine. Ah, very good. Congratulations on your well-received Super Bowl party. And from the Sunshine State and the only reasonable adult that we could find to supervise us from Orlando, Florida, Jeff Williams. Jeff, how are you doing this evening? Uh, doing awesome. How are you guys? Angry. <laughs> There's an adult here. Well, <laughs> thirsty. I gotta go to the bathroom. I'm tired. My legs. Are, are we there yet? What cheese? <laughs> don't, don't make me pull this podcast over. Uh, the threat that launched a thousand empty threats. Less than five minutes, and Dad already yelled at us. I know. <laughs> well, if you think that he's yelled at us already, wait until we get into this week's topic, which there's a lot of it this week. And we're going to be talking about news and views from around the Walt Disney World Resort, because like I said, there is a lot. There's a lot of comings and goings and announcements and half announcements and press leaks and press slippage and, you know, people getting free nights in hotels. All this stuff is going on as we are starting Princess Weekend of 2022. Jeff, are you doing any of the races? Because I know Tim and I aren't. I don't need well, to ask him. I just know that we're not. 
Uh, you know, in life, never say never because I think I believe I said I would never do another race. And sure enough, I think I'm doing this uh, 10, the 10K of the uh, Princess Weekend this Saturday. So never say never, folks. Uh, Tim, just to verify, you and I are not going to be running. That is correct. And uh, I, I am very comfortable in saying I never will. Uh, I will be happy to support all of my Run Disney friends. Uh, Jeff, good luck this weekend. That is awesome. Glad to see uh, glad to see you're back in the race. That's going to be fantastic. Uh, I know a lot of uh, the Three Sheets folks. Uh, some of them, a lot of them, will be running. So you know, it's the way I look at it. There's plenty of people who are willing to run in my stead. So I will be happy to sit along the sidelines and cheer you all on. That's very well said, Tim. I'm just not going to do it. I just hope somebody doesn't slip in your in your when they're running in your stead. Yeah, Tim does have a very large gait, so you know th that gorilla-sized stride is going to be uh, a little bit of a problem for most people. <laughs> it's it's actually kind of scary because uh, I've I've been told even by uh, coaches that I actually have a really good stride, uh, so it's. I'm I'm deceptively fast. It's uh, a lot like Gimli, very uh, very natural sprinter, very short, uh, very dangerous over short distances. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, what, it's what got me through college as a fullback. So, uh, <laughs> um, but it's, it's uh, yeah, it's see, seeing seeing me run is not exactly the prettiest thing, but it's also a very scary thing because it's a oh wow he's moving and he moves like that. Uh oh. Better move, right? Because right. If, if you're between me and a taco truck, chances are, <laughs> good night, Irene. Uh, but don't worry, if the taco truck's over sixty feet away, you probably have some time because I'm gonna pause. <laughs> Is that P A U S E or P A W S? Uh, I uh, I decline to comment on uh, <laughs> on the chance I may incriminate myself. That's fair. That that that's completely fair and understandable. So, where do you gentlemen want to start this week as we get into the news? Do you want to start with the comings, the goings, or the uh, free travel that a lot of people are getting? Free travel, you say? Free travel. Yeah, that is correct. Um, as we are recording this, it is February 23rd, and Disney World is in the midst of their preview weekend, uh, press preview, free travel weekend, whatever you want to call it, for Star Wars Halcyon Galactic Cruise, $5,000 a night for uh, cosplay hotel, uh, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. That's that's what it is. The Halcyon, is that correct? Uh, I believe it's known as Spaceballs 2, The Search for More Money. Yes, the the Spaceballs <laughs> 2, Search for More Money. And thanks to our friends over at um, the Touring Plans podcast with Jim Hill and Len Testa. Jeff, I, I know you're a, a fellow listener of the Disney Dish. Um, we are aware that Disney is actually searching for more money from the project that they're searching for more money with floating the idea around of day trips to the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser through surveys that they are sending out to guests. Uh, price point unknown, but this is clearly something that they are looking into because 
booking may not be there beyond this weekend. Um, what are your what are your guys' thoughts on this? Would you spend money to go for the day, or are you planning on going for two days for five grand? Well, I'll, I mean, I'll definitely say I, I wouldn't spend that kind of money for a land cruise that's in kind of a fully immersed themed uh, environment. Um, I mean, I still struggle with putting that kind of money on a Disney cruise, which is I've been dying to go on a Disney cruise. So um, I think I would definitely throw some money at a Disney cruise before I'd go to this thing. But but the daytime thing, that, that kind of made a lot of sense to me. I mean, it was like, you know, any chance that they have to maybe throw some kind of a little uh, tour uh in there i, I kind of liken it to like a tour i think i think jim hill likened it to like the um um what, what wild was africa the, trek yeah the wild africa trek um which you're kind of you're there but you're not there you're kind of behind the scenes but uh, uh but i don't know what they would i guess the idea would be to to treat it kind of like a um the lightsaber uh, experience, I'm sure, where you would go in there and you would be able to interact with some characters and probably get a you know one of their specialized uh, merch, sell some merch while you're in there, of course, and then you know have some drinks or whatever, and then and then get out of there. I, I don't see me doing that. I still haven't done the lightsaber experience, and uh, I guess I'm an old fuddy-duddy because I, I still don't even care really to go back to um, Olga's canteen. Um, it's just, I don't know, it's a tight, tight space. I mean, they're kind of rushing you around. Uh, you know, the drinks are interesting, but they're just kind of like, you know, nothing to write home about. Um, inexpensive, very expensive drinks. So I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be a very similar kind of experience. I mean, maybe if you're, a, even if you're an extreme Star Wars nerd, which I, I mean, we all, we all are to an extent, but. I think this is such a unique experience. I don't even think it really has a callback to to any of the Star Wars uh, canon that 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 we're familiar with. So even that being said, it, it, I'm sure it feels foreign when you go in there. Anyway, I've said I've said too much. Well, I mean, they are kind of making it up as they go with where it falls into the Star Wars canon. Um, I, yeah. I believe the term is retcon. Yeah, yeah, right. So exactly. they're just going to make it. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, no, this was always here. This door. Yeah, this is what was behind that door. <laughs> Tim, yeah. what say you? Are you are you interested in the two thousand dollar for two or five thousand dollar for two night experience? Or if given the opportunity, the opportunity, would you take the day trip to the Halcyon? Well, uh. For the same amount of money, my wife and I were able to do the Adventures by Disney kind of crown jewel tour, which was the full week Southern California in Walt's footsteps, and then uh, the days at Disneyland and California Adventure, which included uh, a tour, a private tour of Walt's apartment, uh, being able to walk through the gates of Disneyland with no one else being there. Uh, 
you know, picture in front of the castle with literally nobody in sight. Um, we, we paid less for that trip than two days here. Uh, and now we're taking a look at the 10-day Eastern European Adventures by Disney Tour, which goes to Austria, Czech Republic, Poland, uh, goes to a lot of historical sites, and again, is less money than this. So, wow, holy even, Yeah, even with being a huge Star Wars fan, uh, this can pound sand for me. This is, this started out as a great idea and turned into nothing more than a cash grab for people who want this as a status symbol. Uh, to me, all this does is add more fuel to the fire that Disney is just using Star Wars as a cash cow. Uh, they care nothing of the canon. They care nothing of the storyline. They care nothing of the devotion that uh, many, many people have to Star Wars. And uh, I, to me, it's uh, I have a trip coming in 13 days uh, that has been planned for a long time. And after this trip, uh, Walt Disney World, because of the way things have been managed uh, down there on the Florida property for quite some time, we're, uh, we're, we're taking a break. We're not we're not going to see each other for a while. We're gonna we've we've agreed to see other people. Uh, we're uh, we're gonna we're gonna spend our time elsewhere. Um, it was so wonderful to be able to step outside the Disney bubble and go to some places last year, and it was new, refreshing, gorgeous you know gorgeous scenery and no one asked me to pay five thousand dollars for an immersive experience in a hotel that transports you to your day trip to Batu in a box truck. Well, the, Tim, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but you are stealing my thunder on the box truck because I was going to mention that the Mickey Dudes oh. are offering all of our listeners transportation from the airport to whatever place that they want. We'll toss you in the back of a box truck. It doesn't matter. Clearly. Five grand. Give it to us. Email uh, email us at themickeydudes at gmail.com. Please continue. Uh, it just, uh, it's one of those I know everyone keeps saying, well, it doesn't matter what it looks like on the outside. Really? Why don't you tell Walt that? Tell the Imagineers that. Tell the Imagineers who go through and theme these cues to where only they notice something that they've put in there, but they want to make sure that detail's there just in case somebody sees it, just in case somebody takes a look over there, it adds the extra authenticity. Go tell all those people who have dedicated their lives to, to making Disney the most immersive, magical experience possible. And I, I just, it's, this, this reminds me of someone who forgot they had a class project due the night before and they clearly walk into class the very next day knowing that and you see it in their work that they spent one evening on this instead of the month it's and the book that's, report that's what I feel like we're doing. yes I, I i feel i feel like disney did cliff notes on this one well it's not even, not that. even it's the it's the reading the back of the book the grapes of wrath is about grapes who are facing the wrath <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So 
Uh, my apologies. I didn't mean to go on that long. It's just that it's uh, this this definitely when when that price tag came out, that was a very very sore subject for me. And also, especially even even in the Disney, even just in the Disney Library, what you can get for that amount of money and other avenues of their travel, it, it's ludicrous. And if and if, and if it doesn't go ludicrous speed, then what's the use? They've so. gone to plaid is where they are right that's now. Right. Yeah, we're, we're, that's right. We're doing baseball references today. <laughs> yeah, no Simpsons this week. We're, we've moved on to Spaceball. Actually, all right, we're going to move right back to Simpsons. Uh, I, I don't know that you guys saw this, but one of the best episodes of The Simpsons that ever were released, and this is all ties into Disney because Disney owns it, turned 30 on uh, on the 20th, and that was Homer at Bat. If, uh, if our editor this week feels extra... Um, energized this evening. Maybe they'll find uh, the Homer at Bat soundtrack and hopefully add it in at some point in time. Talking Homer, Ozzy, and the Straw. (laughs) 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 I, I remember watching that episode on Fox when it premiered. Oh, no. Oh, no. 30 years ago. <laughs> uh, and I was like, "Oh, I, how can I?" Well, that's right. Thirty years ago, I was fourteen. Oh God, I was not. I was three. But you know what is going on for what seems like it may be thirty years at this point. By the time it'll end, the twenty twenty two Flower and Garden Festival. This uh, year, it is, I believe, the longest it has ever gone on, starting on March second and running through July fourth. Disney is doing their annual Flower and Garden Festival which will include food booths as, you know, to be expected, along with some pretty fantastic topiaries and everyone's favorite uh, flower beds near the monorail stations. Um, have you ha- guys had a chance to look at the uh, the menus yet for this year? Yes, and they look awesome. There's a lot of returning favorites, and they also have some new stuff. Yeah, so we have the Flavorful Kitchen. Um... Epcot Sunshine Griddle over near Test Track. What is that? Sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> uh, I see bacon, shrimp, corn, beef, brisket, hat. No, that can't be it. Oh, <laughs> this entire menu. Okay. Uh, the Honey Bistro returns this year along with the Citrus Blossom, which means everyone's favorite orange bird will only be located in Epcot. More to come on that in a moment. Uh, Tim, save your breath. The refreshment port's getting stuff. Pineapple promenade. Uh, Let's see. Trowel and trellis, which is the um, non-meat byproduct. The plant-based. That's probably the better way to phrase it. The plant-based booth. Refreshment outpost again. Uh, Farmer's market in Germany. Magnolia Terrace, anything good over there? Ooh, Uncle Ben's Long Grain Rice. They don't call it Uncle Ben's anymore, do they? <laughs> I think a... it's now Ben, I believe. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Morocco, La Isla Fresca. Uh, ooh, some arepas. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder if uh, I kind of thought about this. This was the perfect opportunity to, to do a legit um, booth 
based on Encanto, uh, as opposed to the the uh, Festival of Arts where they did it was like an afterthought because it was an, obviously a Mexican style booth and they just kind of slapped Encanto on oh, it. Oh, this fits uh, here. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah, they could have done it. I mean, I don't know if it's too late, but I don't know. People were nuts for Encanto. and People still are nuts for Encanto. It's a fantastic movie, but once again, and I cannot stress this enough, we do not talk about Bruno. <laughs> Definitely not. Popular, popular opinion, I will talk about Bruno. Grandma's a jerk. Yeah, no, that's a completely legitimate reason or opinion. Um, you know what else is a, a legitimate opinion? The Cider House over at the United Kingdom. Um, it is right up my alley with uh, pink lemonade hard cider, watermelon hard cider, triple jam hard cider, and then the snake bite, which is the triple jam hard cider and pure brewed organic lager. Uh, let's see. Canada has food again. Anything good there? Not really. Ooh, blueberry fruit beer. We have a, a local brewery up here that brews that. It's actually fantastic, so I would highly recommend that. Uh, we will do uh, our... Go ahead, Tim. Is it Ethica? Uh, no, actually, we have Ellicottville up here that brews the uh, blueberry right. ale. Gotcha. I know Ethica's blueberry ale is very famous, too, so... Yeah, we will do our uh, food and wine, or flower and garden in this case, snack crawl. I don't know. The 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 springtime into midsummer snack crawl before we do our midsummer into winter snack crawl over at Epcot this year. But I mentioned it in passing, and I'm probably going to end up turning the floor over to Tim on this one. Um, it is being wait, reported. I just, oh, whoop, whoop. I, I, We're I gonna just wait. realized. Well, hold on. This just in. I just realized uh, they released the Garden Rocks concert schedule. Guess who's on the week first weekend? Uh, Simple Plan. No, no. Guess who's on the first weekend? Uh, Huey Lewis in the news. No, no. Guess who? The guess who's on the first weekend? Oh my god. Th thank God you uh, went with that, because I was really going to run out of bands for that joke. <laughs> and unfortunately, right. Huey Lewis in the news, uh, they have re they have retired because Huey Lewis, uh, unfortunately, has uh, an affliction that affects his vocal cords, and he is not able to sing professionally anymore, which absolutely sucks, because they were one of my favorite bands of the 80s, and oh my God, they have been so awesome to see in concert so many times. Ugh. Sorry. Side note, just, yeah, that's a tragedy. Huey Lewis is a fantastic voice. I don't disagree with you, but I was really running out of groups that I could keep listing. <laughs> oh, you didn't have the guess who's on first weekend? <laughs> no, I didn't. No, who, who's on first? <laughs> um, so we mentioned it very briefly. Uh, actually, before we move on to that, uh, Jeff, I will defer to you. Is there anything in the 2022 uh, Flower Garden Festival that overly interests you before we move on to this next thing? Oh, I think um, the ciders are very interesting to me because now I kind of enjoy ciders. So, like, that is a watermelon cider. Yeah, I'll try that out. Sounds good. Cider is an underrated cider. drink. Yeah, 
Now, anyway, no, a lot of it uh, is repeating from last year, but I, I definitely want to check out the stuff that I haven't had yet. But I haven't fully dove into those menus yet. No, neither have I. And we still have, like I said, until March 2nd for the first day of it. And after that happens, we will do our traditional uh, flower and garden snack crawl. Uh, we may find a budget. It definitely won't be $15 because they'll look at you funny if you try to get three things for $15. But um, <laughs> more to come on that. It, it, it's a great time of year. It's actually probably my favorite time to go down to Disney is um, the Flower and Garden weekend. But it's exciting. I mean, I enjoy that festival and let's, let's keep that going. But there is some sad news to come out of Disney. Well, sad news, depending on who you ask, to come out of Disney this week, where Flower and Garden will be the only place that you can see anything Orange Bird as it is currently being reported that the Citrus Swirl has been removed from the Magic Kingdom. Um, one of the reports is a little interesting, and it comes from WDWNT, stating that the cast members told them, oh, it's going to be gone for two years, which I don't... I don't know that uh, the cast members are going to know that. But, alas, we do know that the Citrus Swirl has been removed from the menu. Now, as a Dole Whip person, I part of me wants to gloat. Um, but I'm not going to do that today. I'm going to I'm going to be the bigger person and take the high road and allow Tim and Jeff this time to grieve. Actually, Jeff, are, are you a Citrus Swirl guy or are you a Dole Whip guy? Oh, yeah, I've always been a Citrus Swirl guy. Yeah. All right. Well, I will turn the floor over to both of you to grieve and talk about the loss of the Citrus Swirl. Well, first, just a a popular misconception is you have to be one or the other uh, teams, you know, team citrus swirl or team Dole Whip. Uh, personally, I find great merit in both of them. It just, especially being a child of the eighties and my trips to Walt Disney world, driving through the Midwest down all the way down to Florida, driving through the old citrus groves. That was the time when the Florida citrus citrus commission uh, was using Orange Bird as a mascot. Uh, Orange Bird even had a song that was sung by Anita Bryant. We're not going to hold that against Orange Bird, though. Um, we, uh, you know, it's it was a part of nostalgia. It was a part of the early days of Disney. You went down and you got this wonderful, beautiful orange juice concentrate, or, you know, fresh from the Florida orange groves, and this swirled, you know, swirled up with this wonderful vanilla soft syrup that just gave you just such an amazing treat. And Orange Bird went away for a while after the Citrus Commission dropped it. And there was an Imagineer uh, who, he's done quite a bit of work and he's done some uh, artwork also as well. His name is Jason Grant and he is a native of Chicago, Illinois. And he was going to Disney around the same time. Uh, he was going to Disney with his family around the same time that I was doing that with my family. And funny enough, he and I started talking about, of all things, the, the Chicago Bears. <laughs> um, and we started talking about our trips when we were kids. And he talked about how he and other artists uh, really wanted to bring back Orangeburg because they remembered that of such a great bit of nostalgia from their childhood. 
And, you know, you're, this, this was something that was pushed, like just kind of a grassroots thing that came about and became a very popular item among a lot of people. Uh, Orangebird became an icon once again in Walt Disney World. And his, you know, his home was Sunshine Tree Terrace and his treat was the, was the orange swirl. And now on the 50th anniversary, you decide to remove this piece of Disneyana. I, this is just another horrible decision in a litany of bad decisions that have been made when it comes to this 50th anniversary. I, 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 ma I managed my financial life better when I was a drunk rugby player out of college. Uh, and that's saying a lot. Um, this, uh, Jeff, I've, I've gone on. What, what, what say you, sir? Yeah. I mean, the fact that, uh, Orangeburg was, is, was, uh, original Florida creation. I don't know why they're, they chose to get rid of the citrus swirl other than the fact that I'm just wondering if there's some kind of supply chain problem that we're not hearing about because it just doesn't seem like a very i mean it just seems like a very lame reason to to get rid of a product that's very popular um uh other than the fact that if you go on the west coast they're they've gotten really creative with all these different um flavored dough whips maybe maybe i know we've already done some of the crazy dough whips too but but it, it makes me wonder what's the point of having the uh, sunshine, the t two different booths now. I mean, um, kind of surprises me usually when I go to these booths or in these windows, like uh, what's available. Um, and it's almost like a, a catch, a catch-all. Like you, you never know what you're gonna come up against when you when you go up to these windows. Uh, what what they're gonna offer as far as food or or snacks. Um, so I don't know if it's just an excuse to, to offer other food op op options there or who knows what, but, um, or, or just, I just, I, I have a strong gut feeling that, that it's not, you know, glowing away forever. It's kind of like, uh, the whole, um, limited engagement thing to bring it back to, to cause more stir, but I don't know, maybe, maybe it is gone forever, but it's, it's kind of blows my mind that it is kind of like they aren't still able to offer it. Well, you had mentioned, Jeff, that um, there are the new and crazy Dole Whips, wild and crazy Dole Whips and flavors and whatnot that, that do come from Disney World, and a lot of those are served out of Sunshine Tree. Um, there is some belief that there can only be so many machines back there, and the Citrus Swirl was the one to be sacrificed for these Instagrammable worthy treats that, you know, gets people the internet cred or whatever you want to call it for having these things. So I, I as well don't believe that it's gone forever. I mean, the, the report that said it was gone for two years, I think that's a little far-fetched. Um, it's an arbitrary timeline. Last time this happened, it was gone for four days. But I feel bad for the those of you that will be missing out on this. I, I tried it once. It just it just wasn't that good. And I think it was a lot of it because it was from concentrate. And 
you know, I'd prefer the vanilla soft serve with orange juice pulled, poured over it. Can I do that? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we'll, we'll talk about that next week after I pour orange juice over some vanilla soft serve. <laughs> All I can say is, Disney, you have 13 days. <laughs> you have 13 days to bring this back. Hear that, Jeff? We have two weeks to get ready for the story about Tim tearing up uh, the uh, oh, sunshine tree. I'm not, the, I'm not the only person who's upset over this because in tow with me will be my father. Yeah. Who is, as uh, as his, um, how does he put it? A, a graduate from the Fort Benning School of Wayward Boys. <laughs> otherwise popularly known as the 75th Ranger Regiment and a veteran of the Tet Offensive. So, if you like kicking off combat veterans who have been waiting 30 years to get another taste of citrus swirl, well, you're going to have your opportunity to hear what he has to say. <laughs> and, oh boy, if you think I tell people what I what I think, really? <laughs> oh, oh boy, <laughs> you're in for it, <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, you want to talk about Instagrammable moments? I'll go Instagram live on that one. <laughs> I mean, and who knows? Maybe we can even play it on the Mickey Dudes show. Well, whatever we, whatever we don't beep out, that is. <laughs> yeah, probably not, but we'll give it a shot. Well, it's so it's going to sound like one of those Amber Alert tones. Is what's going to sound like. <laughs> just one long beep. Right. I just pulled up the sunshine. Terrace menu just for, for kicks because, like I said, it just seems like it's always something new there, but you know, there's a lot of Dole Whip registered trademarks on this list, that's all I have to say. Dole Whip Strawberry Cup, Dole Whip Orange Cup, you know, so I don't know, maybe a week, maybe just, you know, it was a corporate thing. I don't know. That's yeah. what Aloha Isle is for. Take it over. They already took the bigger space. That's where Sh Sunshine Tree Terrace was. That's yeah. They already yeah. took Aloha, Aloha, Aloha Isle, already kicked us out of yeah. our digs, moved us down into the Jersey Flats, okay? <laughs> now now they want now they want the machines to come on. Right. Oh, oh. <laughs> Don't make me hate Dole Whip. Dole Whip is delicious, especially the Dole Whip float. One of the best treats you can ever get on a hot floor today, that that pineapple juice with, you know, poured over the dole. It, it's phenomenal. It's one of my favorite treats. Uh, that's why, I mean, I, I always get a, you know, I always get a citrus swirl. My wife gets a dole float and we share them. Because right. why not have both? You can like both. Both can coexist. Yeah. But we, we, we seem to have, uh, we, we, we see that, uh, I guess, you know, Aloha Isle needs some more Liebenstrom. So I guess we're just going to go with that. Hermie <laughs> deal. So, speaking of places that are getting things after, you know, let, let's call it the rich get richer uh, section of the show. Disneyland announced that starting this coming April, April 22nd to be specific, the Main Street Electrical Parade will become glowing back for the 50th anniversary. In addition to that, World of Color and the Disneyland Fireworks 
Forever Fireworks will return as well. Meanwhile, down here at, well, not down here, but yeah, over in Walt Disney World, we have the, uh, let's see, what do we have? The cast member with the light up things that you can buy. You have uh, the sprinkler show and you have the lesser replacement for Happily Ever After. We have no nighttime parades. We have one daytime parade, but zero nighttime parades out of four parks, three of which, well, two and a half of which can actually support a nighttime parade. Gentlemen, what are your thoughts on Main Street Electrical Parade coming back, and what are your thoughts on Disney World yet again receiving the shaft when it comes to evening entertainment and the travesty that it is that we are forgotten? Nay, nay, ignored. Well, I mean... (laughs) I don't know what the deal is with the Disney World uh, nighttime stuff. The, um, you know, I, there's this weird thing since they're implementing cost savings um, and also trying to do this crowd crowd control with uh, Genie, you know, Genie Plus. Um, it just seems like I, I think they feel like they've done done enough to uh, appease the, the masses, you know, hey, we gave you a new um, fireworks show at, at both Epcot and um, at, uh, Magic Kingdom. So I don't think they feel like they have to do anything extra above that. Um, so it's kind of, I think that's just where we're stuck at, with. And then anytime there is a new nighttime thing, I think nighttime parade, I think they're just like focusing on the private parties. So I think the private parties would just get it anyway. It just, it, what it seems like is happening now. Tim, what are your thoughts? Uh, it's a big reason why the next uh, the next Disney Park vacation that we're looking at is going to be California. Uh, it's it's making me realize that, uh, especially when you're talking about proximity, um, you can stay on property there uh, at the Disneyland Resort, and you can get anywhere in about 10 minutes. Uh, so I don't have to plan ahead if I want to get to a restaurant. I don't have to leave a park an hour and a half in advance and wonder if the transportation is going to get me there. Uh, hop on one of the cattle cars. I mean, sorry, they call them buses. Um, <clears throat> or uh, one of their, you know, one of their ferry boats that rival uh, the immigrant uh, boats at Ellis Island. Um, it's 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 become it's 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 become hoarding you know hoarding cash from the masses uh, down in Disney World. Uh, it's become it's become their factory, their money factory, and people and it's not going to change until people vote with their wallets. Um, it's my the last trip that we took to uh, California was absolutely magical. It's fantastic. Um, it really breaks my heart to not see the Main Street Electrical Parade come back to Disney World, uh, to, to not come back to Disney World, but go to Disneyland instead. I mean, Disneyland, that's where it did originate, so I do understand that. But it is the 50th. So with it being the 50th and the 50th anniversary of the Main Street Electrical Parade, you know, 
two and two usually add four, uh, but evidently not here. Um, it would have been a very, it would have been wonderful. Um, I, I know that uh, my folks absolutely always loved the Main Street Electrical Parade. They were always, they always lived for going to see it. Uh, and I myself, uh, when it when it came back a few years ago in Disney World, I I found myself a little emotional watching it. I mean, it really brought me back to those early days in the '80s of coming down there with my folks and you know only hearing about Disney, uh, you know, through other people and seeing what Disney was on TV and then going to this magical place. I mean, it was really it was really amazing to see it and then to have uh, have it revisit me in adulthood was amazing and uh it they're disney's really getting an f for effort on this anniversary celebration uh it's it i i I don't mean to sound negative it just i'm i'm not and i and i don't mean to sound like uh (laughs) like like a like your typical suburban dad but I'm not mad. I'm just very, very disappointed. Oh, God, I, I that's even worse. That. I mean, I really did. I expected so much better uh, out of a company that I know a lot, a lot of us here have given given a lot of our free time to. And we, lo- and we freely love this company. I mean, our, our love of Disney is what brought us all together. And they have let a lot of people down in so many ways. Uh, you know, it's shame on them. Shame on them. They they could have they had an opportunity of a lifetime, and they did not do they did not do their best. They were close. You know, it's that's uh, I don't I don't hate them for it. I don't dislike them for it. But it uh, it just makes me sit back and uh, make it. I sit back in disappointment and sadness. That's really the only way I can put it. No, I, I agree with that. And disappointing and sad is how you can describe a lot of the 50th anniversary offerings that we've been given. But there is one thing that gives us hope for the future, and that is a since-deleted tweet from Disney corporate Affair, Chief Corporate Affairs Officer Jeff Morrell, um, who within the last two days tweeted, maybe mistakenly, maybe not, that there will be a new ride opening at Epcot Center. And by the way, when he tweeted this, he tweeted a parody account, like at Epcot Centre, uh, C-E-N-T-R-E, uh, the Canadian spelling, which is a parody account, by the way, um, that Guardians of the Galaxy Re- Cosmic Rewind will be opening on Memorial Day weekend. So that tweet has been deleted. There has been no official announcement from the Walt Disney World Company or Disney World in general. Um, That would be the Walt Disney Company or Disney World. However, the chief compliance officer or the chief corporate affairs officer is saying that it is opening within the next three months. Gentlemen, what are your thoughts on this? Will it make you book a trip? And are you excited for this ride? Jeff, we'll I'm sorry. Yeah, Jeff, go ahead. Oh, um, you know, I guess I, I'm not. Obviously, I live here in Orlando. I'm not booking a trip, but um, I'm kind of coaching a couple of different people to to get down here. I guess 
check it out. But it's going to be a catastrophic um, crowd uh, effect uh, Titanic level because this thing, it's going to break down a lot. Um, no, no doubts in my mind. It's going to, it's going to be a, it's a ride, uh, system that's similar to some of the universal rides, the same company that, that built those, uh, those ride, um, uh, advances. Um, for instance, the, I think it's the, uh, I might be speaking out of turn, but I think it's the same company that built the, um, uh, the ones for uh, Escape from Gringotts, which uh, notoriously broke down a lot because it's you're asking a lot from these carts. Uh, they're they're kind of going all different directions from what I hear, uh, looking left, looking right, rotating, rotating, uh, being a launch coaster. And, you know, it has to lock and unlock and then spin and not spin. And um, it, there's a lot of timing going on. And, and I think Disney is getting very... Uh, pushing the envelope, which is uh, you know, it's good and bad. It's 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 bad to the fact that even there's not a day go by that Rise of the Resistance isn't down. And uh, you know, I because I'm local, I walk by there a lot, and and I just see this large crowds. It's just constant, uh, blocked off with cast members lined up at the the entrance, and you could you know you know immediately that the ride's down. So everybody's waiting for their turn. Um, I think we're going to get a lot of that, and so I'm kind of nervous about how uh, people will, will go through that. I just came from Disneyland in, in January, and good grief, um, the Spider-Man uh, ride over there, um, it's so freaking popular, and it's a lightning lane selection where you can, you know, you paid to it. I did the pay thing, and I'm assuming that the Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be a pay thing, too. Uh, I did the pay thing, and it, it went down two days in a row. So by my third day, I found even even willing to like give take my money, please, I finally got to, to ride that ride. So I think Guardians is going to be very similar, unfortunately. But um, So it's going to be like that bittersweet thing. If you, if you ride it and it's clean, I'm sure it's going to be... An amazing experience but uh, you know to get to that point it might be so frustrating Tim what say you no I will not be booking a trip down. Um, I know just I, I love Guardians I really do I mean are you kidding me I've, I've really looked forward to uh, wanting to see this especially at, right after I rode Mission Breakout uh, the Tower of Terror adaptation uh, in Disney, I mean Dis in Disneyland. Oh my God, that is—it's it, you—you scream your head off at Tower of Terror, you laugh your head off in Mission Breakout, and because of the different soundtracks they play and the different scenarios for the ride, it makes you really want to keep going and going and going again. So I mean, I've been excited about Guardians. But, again, something that should have been done a long time ago. You know, Tron. Tron is, we're still waiting on Tron. And because we're still waiting on Tron, no Disneyland, no Disney World Railroad. Uh, I mean, the 
50th anniversary, the October the 1st, the actual 50th anniversary, opened with a copycat ride from Disneyland Paris, forgotten Disney Park. I... If that isn't a slap in the face and a kick in the pants, I don't know what is. It's... God, I am so negative this episode. I am so sorry. I... Look, to be clear, I'm really looking forward to the ne- this next trip. I'm really looking forward to the Flower and Garden Festival. I really am. Uh, and I am excited to ride Ratatouille, as a matter of fact. Uh, and I'm very excited to show my father and mother uh, Galaxy's Edge, because they're the ones who raised me in Star Wars canon. Uh, so, I mean, I just, I there's a lot I love. There's a lot I love, but it's, uh, you know, it, as, as I said before we started recording, it's akin to... Uh, it's akin to a dysfunctional relationship. You can only have your heart broken so many times before you just stop coming back. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not going to return, but I, I think I think it's time for a break. Uh, you know, I think I think I think we're to the Ross and Rachel time for a break. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you, you bring up a good point, and I and I know, you know, I don't know the accounting component of this very well, but I know they do. Uh, whatever it's called, a write-off, a write-down. <laughs> you don't even know what a write write-off is, do you, Chuck? Um, no, it's it's. Um, I think it's a write-down, and and uh, for the for a lot of these rides that weren't ready, and all the money that they expended, that they uh, had it as um, um, you know uh, corporate expenditures. Uh, and I think once they got got the write-down, uh, so they you know got their hands slapped for for whatever reason whatever excuses they use pandemic um once they got the excuse in place i think it, that gave them carte blanche to just take their time and and do whatever they want so at that point in time then it's like let's shove all of our money and resources into one thing at a time and they definitely didn't care about doing the uh, you know parallel um build on anything it's like just one at a time and then get it done and then go to the next thing um so you know i like i said i'm talking out of turn probably i'm sure there's resource limitations on on everything and they only had so many builders and blah 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 so and so many imagineers i get that um but uh, like tim said they advertised I was I was in D23 when they advertised 50 attractions or 50 new things for the 50th. Um, you know, Mr. Bob Chapek said it himself. And so I guess their get-out-of-jail-free card will be, as long as we have it open before the end of the 50th celebration, I guess we're, they're good to go. So here they are going to have Guardians rolling out, and then Tron will probably be like the very tail end of the 50th celebration i'm sure um so they'll probably be able to count that as a win still but it's kind of a sad that deal but this isn't really a a new concept because disney's constantly wanting to save stuff in the tank for getting new people to come to town or getting people repeat visits which it's just a sad state of affairs but it's just i think you know obviously it's it's 
the market strategy that they're running with. Um, but anyway, long story short, uh, I wish Tron was already open. There's no excuse why Tron wouldn't be open. It's a cookie cutter ride, <laughs> for goodness sakes. Um, and it's not even going to have as much uh, functionality or interaction as it, it's, it has no dark ride component. It literally is just a, a coaster. <laughs> so there's no excuse why that wasn't open first. I'm, I'm with Tim on that one. Well, and then you also got to remember, um, Tron's a copy-paste, too. Tron, uh, Ratatouille, all these are copy-paste, and it's taking forever. There's no reason for that to happen. And Guardians of the Galaxy is not going to move the needle as much as I think Disney thinks it's going to. Yes, it's going to be a good ride, but you're looking at a time that's already going to be ridiculously busy because it's the start of summer vacation. And then you're going to throw a new ride in there, so you're going to get people booking trips just for that. And we're still going to be in that novel period of um, the Star Wars Galactic Cruiser. So Disney's going to have a lot of foot traffic potentially. And it's just a recipe for disaster this coming summer out at the Walt Disney World Resort because there's going to be so few things that can eat people up. And they're going to be charging so much money. So with that being said, gentlemen, do you have any final thoughts before we wrap it up this week? I just want to see the walls come down at Epcot. That's all. <laughs> Is that too much to ask? I just want to see the walls now. No, but actually, now that you mention it, and before we have Jeff give his final thoughts, Tim, while you're there, if you could stand in front of some of the Epcot walls shouting, Mr. Chapek, tear down these walls, I, uh, I think we need to put that on our Instagram. I, I will I will be happy to do that, and I will then also uh, give a speech of you know Ich bin ein Mickey Duder. So. <laughs> Jeff, what are your final thoughts for this evening? Well, I don't know much about the Halcyon and uh, you know the canon behind that and any of the comics, but man, sign me up for any tour that involves the black light. Uh, going into the uh, honeymoon suite that uh, Han and Leia was in. Oh dear! I, I want to be all over that that tour, though. <laughs> it's generally a good idea to avoid black lights in hotels, but the fact that Disney's going to charge you to do that—yikes! <laughs> a black light lightsaber. Now you're talking. <sighs> oh. oh, I can feel the force all over this room. Look, it's over there in the bedspread. It's on the. How was it on a lampshade? <laughs> the force is strong with that one. Oh, boy. <laughs> and we've crossed over to, <laughs> to Universal. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for this week. Uh, uh, Tim, where, where can people find you on the Internet? <laughs> Uh, well, as usual, you can find me on the Twitter machine uh, at plain underscore Tim. And uh, if you have any complaints about me, you can find me at Figments Reality. <laughs> Jeff, what about you? <laughs> uh, I'm in Brain Dew, B R A I N D E W, um, on Instagram. No Hi. Twitter. No Twitter's, Twitter. Twitter's too complicated. Yeah, it's too complicated for me. It's just words. <laughs> it's right. 
I can be found on the Twitter machine at Chuck in the Chat. You can find us all on Facebook and Twitter at the Mickey Dudes, and you can find us on Instagram at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I think. We've started posting. Yes, that's correct. We've started posting a little bit more over there. Thanks to Jeff and his fantastic pictures. So go over there. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Um, if you have any thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns, reach out to us also via email, which we promise we will check eventually. Thank you all for joining us this week, and we will see you all next week. listen to another exciting episode at the mickey dudes podcast you can find the mickey dudes on facebook at the mickey dudes podcast and on twitter at the mickey dudes if you enjoyed our podcast please share the love on stitcher or itunes thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon